0: Welcome to the
1: MarTech Podcast. Today we're gonna talk about minorities in technology and marketing. Joining us is Calvin Brown, who is a technology architect at Kairu Consulting. Calvin is a tech founder with experience managing global teams and multi-million dollar software and multi-million dollar software deliverables. His software architecture background, coding capabilities, and keen understanding of the entire process of development help inform his mind, but also help him and his organization develop a competitive approach to developing apps for marketers. So far this week, Calvin and I have talked about his experience as a black entrepreneur. We've talked about the space that he's creating for minorities in tech. And today we're going to talk about, well, his day job, bringing applications into reality. All right, here's the third part of my conversation with Calvin Brown, technology architect at Kairu Consulting. Calvin, welcome back to the Martech podcast. Thanks for having me again. Excited to continue our conversation So far this week, we talked about how you went from a rural town in Mississippi to moving to Atlanta, starting an entrepreneurial journey, getting into technology, and now you're creating a space for other minorities to start to learn about how to code. I want to actually double click into what you do for a living and some of the marketing applications. You've built sort of a phenomenal roster of technology talk to me about some of the applications that you built and specifically some of the ones that are used for marketing
2: something that we did that's really cool recently is that we created a platform that uses ai to write marketing text so it literally you enter all this information about your audience and this is not our idea clients approach us and say hey this is what we want to build but using the amazon cloud it's called aws we actually modeled an ai engine there. And what we did is it produces what you would use on your social media daily. So it kind of scans the parameters that you enter. I have people who are, you know, this many women, this percentage of women, this many men, these are their interests, things like that. And it literally generates text or copy for you.
1: Hang on a second. That's crazy talk. So I can go in and say that the MarTech audience is 55% male and they're in major urban metros and they're interested in technology and podcasts, and it's going to spit out tweets for me?
2: Yes, it will produce that content for you, And you could continue to add to it so that it learns. So there's this thing that computers learn. You give it the information that it needs. So it continues to evolve using that information. So as you learn more about your audience, you add more. And this is the process of how we learn. So in doing that, this the company this is a really wild product. And I was very, very impressed with the, because they did the whole Grammarly style thing, what it formats it in correct English, which is not always what your audience needs. So they're working on a version now that's more a little socially cool, I guess you could say for it. But yeah, this is the types of products that we work on for our clients.
1: So they're mixing Grammarly and the Urban Dictionary to try <laughs> to make sure that Things are what you would actually see on Twitter.
2: (laughs) Neither is going to work. Sometimes it feels a little robotic. You ever talked to a customer service bot before? Like, hey, I'm Jane. Great. I have this issue, and it takes 30 seconds for it to give a response. People can feel that. But over time, it'll get better just the gestures and how people speak, and particularly knowing how people in different audiences speak. It'll matter.
1: So, talk to me a little bit about going from concept to actual application development. I think that, A, on a side projects, so, you know, we've all sort of thought about them. And then there's also the idea of, you know, specking out and figuring out what's going to be realistic for you to develop. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. How do you help companies go from, here's this basic idea into what's actually reality?
2: So you hit the nail on the head. You use the word spec. That's really important. What we do is we jot down your ideas. We put them, and I say we really just codify them to make sure that they all fit together. We've had some of the wildest conversations about putting all the wrong things together before. So this is a really important step is just having a conversation and you feeling good about do all of these pieces work well together. Once we get that together, we write what's called a specification, really short, beautiful document that says this is the user's journey in using your product. If there are any users, sometimes there's not. And once we do that, that determines timeline and cost, like how long it'll take to do it, cost and We basically place you on the calendar and say, hey, this is the day this will get started. If it's something like an app, we have this beautiful thing that we do. We're actually able to allow our clients to see as we're working on the app daily. So you literally get it on your phone. As we push new changes, you're able to see it. So it's things like that as we walk you through and guide you through the steps of your product. One of the interim steps before that is we visually lay it out so you can actually see, feel, and touch it, particularly if it's an app. Websites, we don't do as many anymore, but sometimes clients have needs, but Being able to see it and feel it makes it real. That's when you make your changes, when it's really easy to do that. And then we go into implementation. The software part, the fun part, the part I don't get to spend as much of my time with anymore that I'm sad about, but that's the part where we build it out, just connecting all the pieces. And then you have an end product. We roll it out and you plan your updates. You say, hey, this MVP is what we want our clients to use. And then we'll move from here and we'll add these additional features at this time. We plan it out, and it's a really smooth and easy process as long as the client understands what they're building. Beyond that, we really have very few problems with it because of the way that we do it. We kind of slow walk in the beginning, and then it's go time once we know what we're building.
1: So when you're building out an application, how are you thinking about building in virality? What are some of the ways that you're starting to think about building in ways for other people to share the app and actually drive downloads and some of the marketing impacts?
2: So there's a lot of really cool kind of pre-boot items. But if you think about something like an iPhone, that tray that comes up when you click share in anything, like you share it to messages or AirDrop, things like that, we make sure that we include those types of features, which is already built into your phone. We just have to tap into it when clients have an app. There's a lot of tracking that goes on with a lot of apps as far as just like what time of day users are using it, how often they're logging and things like that. We aggregate that information in the back. And so every time you click a button, that's recorded and aggregated together for you to be able to look in the back and say, hey, people never use this feature that I thought was really cool. And we spent a lot of time on it. So. They remove that and so it helps to better target, and then all of that data related to how they're using their system, what times, the flow, once they're in there, that's what we use. And then, of course, the sharing aspect of it is just it depends on what it is. We now can link directly into apps. So you may see something now that you can click the link and it goes into the app and opens a specific page. We're doing that for an art show in LA that happens June 3rd. So we have an app where they're going to use a QR code to scan. It'll actually open up that particular piece of art. People can see it, buy it, make comments, and do all the stuff right there in the app. But they're using their own app to do this. So just really cool, simple ways that you've already used before, but just continuing that integration across products.
1: As you've developed a myriad of apps, you've seen some be successful, and obviously some of them not as much Is there a secret to making sure that your app gets adoption? You know, is there a secret to making sure that your app is easy to distribute?
2: The secret to making sure people even care to download your app in the first place is familiarity. A lot of people like to go way off because it's the latest, coolest thing ever. We always caution clients about people use things that people are very familiar with. If you remember the first iPhone had that button deal on it. The reason it had the button is because it was a migration from the one that had the wheel on it. And so you were already used to seeing the scrolly deal on the device. And so it was really just a kind of slow walking you into where we are now. That's kind of how you stay in people's peripheral as as opposed to going way off base is just familiarity in a lot of things. Don't do too many things that customers have to learn. People don't have time to learn how to use your product. They want to feel like it's something that already integrates into their busy lives.
1: Yeah, I think that building a product and a service that feels intuitive is incredibly challenging. And I liken it to creating marketing copy, right? It's hard to write marketing copy that doesn't have a lot of words. The more you have to explain, the worse of a job you're doing. Calvin, you know, we talked yesterday and earlier this week about your experience, not only as a successful entrepreneur, but as a black entrepreneur, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you telling us about what you do. I appreciate you being a role model for your community, for our show. Thank you for being our guest and I appreciate you coming on the show.
2: Thanks a lot. Thanks for having
1: me. All right. That wraps up this episode of the Martech podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Calvin Brown, technology architect at Cairo Consulting. If you'd like to get in touch with Calvin, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile on our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is I am Calvin Brown or you could visit his company's website which is I am Calvin Brown. I am where you can also find an ebook for the five steps to hiring an app developer.